Hey guys, welcome to episode 17 of The Daily Churn. Today we are going to continue on with an episode I did about a month or two back on churning SIM cards, except this time it's going to be about churning cell phones and all the various cell phone deals that are out there right now. I think I mentioned in the recap a couple weeks ago that I've sort of been sleeping on all these cell phone deals. People have made a lot of money already on these, specifically the $300 bring your own device and the buy one, get one on iPhones. There's also the Best Buy T-Mobile crazy iPhone upgrade program that's been going on for the last few months and is still active as of uh, today when I checked. There's also the visible $200 gift card plus free AirPods offer that's still active as well. And so I'll give tips on how you can qualify for those offers and save some money. And totally unrelated, but while using Swappa, I stumbled across something that could potentially be the answer to the BFMR address issues I was having a couple episodes ago. So if uh, that interests you, definitely stick around till the end and we'll cover that too. But for now, let's dive into cell phone deals. So starting with Costco, they're offering $300 for bringing your own device and opening a new line on T-Mobile. So if you already have a T-Mobile account, super easy just to add a line. If you don't, like we didn't, you can go and sign up. All you need to do is go to Costco, open two lines, and two is the max number of lines you can open for this promotion. You don't even need to have a P2. You can open both lines in your name. And so open those two lines, and it takes about two to three months to receive the Costco rebate card. So you do have to keep those lines open for that amount of time. And the nice part is there's actually a plan that's talk and text only for $20 a month. So I didn't even know about this plan when I did the churning SIM cards episode where I was opening a Costco line to do the Best Buy trade-in. That's only $40 per month for those two lines. Two to three months, you're looking at $80 to $120. And in return, you'll get $600 at Costco. So really good deal. One potential wrinkle in this plan is that it can be hard to get the T-Mobile rep to give you the $20 month plan. Some might tell you that it's not eligible for the rebate. Some are going to push you to the higher tiers because they actually earn a commission on those. Some just don't know about the $20 plan and don't know how to do it and have to call customer service. So the quickest and easiest way is just to ask if they can get you on that plan. If they give some BS excuse, that's fine. Just get the cheapest other plan that includes data, which is the essentials plan. And that costs $100 a month for two people. So not that great of a deal. Then when you get home, go on Twitter and message T-Force, which is T-Mobile's amazing Twitter customer service because they can resolve literally anything like unlocking your device or switching you straight into that $20 talk and text plan, which is what we did. So yeah, no need to battle it out with the 20-year-old T-Mobile rep at Costco. Just go home and get on Twitter. I believe at T-Mobile help is their handle. Just shoot them a message and you should be good to go. Then from here, there's a couple other paths you can take. Since you're already at Costco, if they happen to have iPhones in stock, you could do the Costco BOGO deal. Essentially, if you add a new line on T-Mobile at Costco and you purchase two iPhones, you'll receive $720 in the form of a prepaid MasterCard in about three months. So it ends up being $720 off of the price of two iPhones. So the way to go about this, of course, is to then resell those iPhones on Swappa. And you can get those iPhones unlocked immediately, again, by contacting T-Force and saying like, hey, I'm traveling abroad, I need them unlocked, or really any excuse you want to come up with. But 
you'll get those iPhones unlocked. You do have to pay for T-Mobile service for that new line you added for three months, but you can get that as low as $20 with the unlimited talk and text only plan with no data. Or if you already have a T-Mobile account and adding additional lines is pretty cheap, I think you can add lines for as low as like $10 or $15 if you have a good family plan. And if you want to take it further, you can actually do the BOGO offer twice. So you can get four iPhones by opening two lines and you'll get $720 times two off of the iPhone. So what is that? $1440 total off of the price of four iPhones. There's actually some debate on slick deals about the terms on whether you can do the BOGO offer twice or four times. But at minimum, you can do it twice, which means four iPhones. If you can do it four times, that's eight iPhones. But realistically, you're not going to find a Costco that has that many iPhones in stock. So four is probably the upper limit to be safe. And two should at least be fairly doable depending on stock at your local Costco and which iPhone type you're trying to get. I haven't gotten around to doing the Costco BOGO offer. I might try after Christmas and see if they have iPhones in stock and if these offers are still going on. They keep getting extended by a week, so it's not for sure that they're going to keep getting extended by a week. But so far for the last few months, they've constantly been extended. So we'll see what the situation is post-Christmas. But there are a couple things to keep in mind with the BOGO offer. The offer does not stack with the bring your own device offers. So if you open two lines with bring your own device, you need to open a third line to get your two iPhones and the $720 gift card. Similarly, if you wanted four iPhones, you would need to open two new lines. And if you're stacking that on top of bring your own device where you open two lines there, you'd be walking away with four lines total. Then there is the issue of stock. So bring your own device is pretty easy, obviously, because you're just bringing your own phone and opening a new line. If you're trying to do these BOGO offers, you're trying to get the iPhones. And the issue is if you're trying to maximize profit, the iPhone 13 Pro Maxes, specifically the Sierra Blue color, are the ones that are actually selling above retail on Swappa. And they're selling above retail because it's kind of hard to get a Pro Max right now. There's inventory issues across the board. The iPhone 13 Pros, so not the Max version, they were selling above retail a couple weeks ago, but now they've dropped to be about $50 or so below retail. So getting a regular iPhone 13 Pro for resale is not going to be as lucrative as if you can get your hands on a 13 Pro Max. However, chances of getting the Pro Max in Sierra Blue, which seems to be the color that sells the most on Swappa, is going to be challenging. So if you're lucky and you're at a Costco, you're doing the BYOD offer and they happen to have them, definitely jump on it. But even if they have the iPhone 13 Pros, one thing about Costco, which I don't think everyone knows, is that Costco sells these iPhones at a 5 or 10% discount off of retail. That should at least cover the Swappa and PayPal fees, which we'll discuss later on in this episode. And so you'd at least break even on the phone in that sense and then make profit from the fact that Costco is then sending you a $720 gift card. If you can get your hand on an iPhone 13 Pro Max at Costco, which it's going for above retail on Swappa, then you're definitely weighing the money. So if you see an iPhone Pro Max at Costco, preferably Sierra Blue, definitely jump on that and jump on the BOGO lines. Keep in mind too that these prices always change because phones tend to depreciate over time and there is a holiday surge. And so before you jump into a multi-thousand dollar investment on iPhones, just be sure to check on Swappa and see what the recently sold phone prices are to see if it's still worth it for you. But at minimum, you know, after getting the $720 gift card, you definitely shouldn't be losing money 
but it could be the case that you're not really making that much. Let's say a hundred bucks where the amount of effort required to do all of this probably doesn't justify a hundred or two hundred dollars to you when you could make that doing a bank churn, for example. All right, so moving on with the Best Buy trade-in offer, they're essentially giving really good trade-in values right now for iPhones. For example, an iPhone SE, the second generation one that retails brand new for $399, Best Buy is giving $350. It used to be $370, it dropped to $360, currently it's $350. So these values are progressively getting worse, but it is still far better than what trade-in values usually are and way above what you'd actually get selling an iPhone SE on Swapper. At most, you'll get $200 to $250 for selling it on Swapper, whereas Best Buy is just going to give you $350 for turning it in and you don't have to deal with shipping, Swapper fees, PayPal fees, any of that stuff. Keep in mind too that the trade-in discount happens instantly at checkout. So you do have to turn your phone in and go into a store, but you order all of this online for pickup at the store and the discount's applied instantly. So no gift cards or rebates to mess around with. So if you happen to have an old iPhone that's laying around, now is the time to just go into Best Buy and just trade it in for an iPhone 13 because instead of having to sell your old iPhone eventually, you'll get a brand new iPhone 13 that you can use and then eventually sell on Swapper. So if you're just looking to get an iPhone to use, it's a great deal. If you're looking to get an iPhone to resell, it can be a good deal depending on how much you get the trade-in phone for. For example, during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Walmart was selling an iPhone 12 mini for $299. Best Buy was offering $630 as a trade-in for that iPhone 12 mini, although that's now since dropped to $600. So what I did was I bought the iPhone from Walmart and immediately traded it into Best Buy because Best Buy doesn't care if the phone is locked, which is great because a lot of these cheap iPhone offers are cheap because they are locked to a specific carrier. The iPhone 12 was $299 because it was locked to, I think, SimpleTalk for a year with SimpleTalk expecting you to pay their monthly fees for the whole year for them to recoup that cost. But if you're just trading it in, you don't have to worry about any of that and you'll get the full trade-in value from Best Buy. So in this case, trading in a $300 phone for a $630 credit towards a new iPhone 13. And it doesn't just have to be an iPhone 12. It can be really any iPhone where you find a deal on. For example, right now, you can buy an iPhone SE through Boost Mobile for $30 and they want you to pay one month of service, $60 upfront. So essentially, you're paying $90 for a brand new iPhone SE with them hoping that you'll stick with their service. So you wouldn't be able to immediately sell that iPhone SE on Swapper because it's locked to Boost Mobile. However, if you trade it into Best Buy, you paid $90 and Best Buy is going to give you $350 off of an iPhone 13. Now, in order to do the offer, you need to pick a Best Buy that has the iPhone model that you want in stock for pickup. And during that process, you can either create a new T-Mobile account or you can upgrade an existing line. And so this is where those lines you open at Costco come in handy. In our case, we'd opened two lines for the bring your own device. So I traded in an old iPhone SE that I had from a Cricut deal like a year or so ago. It was in pretty bad shape, so I would have been lucky to even get $200 on swap before. Instead, I traded that in for an iPhone 13 and also did the Walmart $300 deal for the iPhone 12, which then I traded in for another iPhone 13 Pro. This was actually my second time doing the Best Buy trade-in offer because a couple months ago, 
I think I mentioned in one of the recaps, I had traded in another iPhone SE that my wife had back when the offer was still $370 for that iPhone SE and got an iPhone 13 mini for her. The issue there was I didn't know about the T-Mobile $20 talk and text plan. So I opened a brand new T-Mobile account and paid the full, I think, $65 for their most basic essentials data plan. So that definitely eats into your profit quite a bit. But again, if you have your $20 talk and text plan open with Costco and you need to leave those plans open for two, three months while you wait for the rebate anyway, it's a perfect time to then just go in and do the Best Buy trade-in offers. Now, there is one really important thing to note about the iPhone 13s that you get from Best Buy. Apple gives them to Best Buy under a flex reseller policy. And what that means is the phone that Best Buy sells to you is unlocked, but will lock immediately to the first SIM card that you put in. And the reason they do this is because Best Buy doesn't want to carry an iPhone for T-Mobile, an iPhone for AT&T, and an iPhone for Verizon. They just want to carry one kind of iPhone and be able to sell it to you as an AT&T, T-Mobile, or Verizon phone. And so that phone is unlocked, but the very first SIM card you put in, it will lock to the carrier of that SIM card. And this trips people up all the time. There's comments on slick deals. I've gotten Reddit messages about this as well, where essentially sometimes Best Buy will give you the phone without putting the T-Mobile SIM card in. And so you receive the phone totally unopened, brand new, and you think to do a couple things. One, maybe I can just sell this phone unopened because you'll get more money on Swapper if the packaging hasn't been opened. Or two, you open it, you see that it's like in an unlocked state or it doesn't say it's carrier locked to anyone. So you're like, maybe I'll just put in my visible SIM card and see what happens there. I'll put in my Ting or Tello or Mint SIM card and, and see if it works. Once you do that, what happens is it will lock to Mint, Cricket, Ting, Visible. And now the phone is locked to that carrier and will follow that carrier's unlock policy. So depending on the carrier, Verizon will automatically unlock after 60 days. Um, some crappier, smaller carriers might keep it locked for a year. So it's really anyone's guess. And the problem is if you, let's say, put in a Verizon SIM card just to test it out and you don't actively have Verizon service, Verizon has no way now to unlock your phone because it's not connected to any Verizon account, even though it's now locked to Verizon. So all kinds of crazy things can happen under the flex reseller policy. And I only know about the flex reseller policy because when I got my two iPhone 13s, they gave it to us totally unopened, brand new packaging. And so my first thought is, are these phones actually locked? Can I just like not even activate it with T-Mobile and just sell them directly on Swapper? And the answer is no, because whoever's buying it's going to have a poor experience when it locks to their carrier and they think it's an unlocked phone that you sold them. In theory, Best Buy is supposed to activate that phone on T-Mobile for you on the spot, like open the packaging, put in the SIM card, do all of that stuff. But I guess just due to training, etc., this probably happens like 50% of the time. So the other half of the time, you end up with a new unopened phone and that's where things can go wrong. Now, there is a trick that's making the rounds on slick deals of how to get your phone unlocked immediately. And essentially what it is, is you can buy an AT&T SIM card off of the Microsoft store for like a dollar or two. And AT&T prepaid, I guess, has a portal where if you don't have AT&T service, but your phone is still locked to AT&T, you can enter your like IMEI info and it will just instantly unlock. And so it's kind of like a backdoor way to just buy an AT&T prepaid SIM card that doesn't have active service on it, put it into one of these flex reseller 
phones, have it locked to AT&T immediately, then use their portal to then immediately request to unlock, which happens apparently within minutes. I don't know how I feel about this one because it's pretty risky. It's working now, but at any point, AT&T can decide like, oh, we've got thousands of slick dealers using this just to unlock their phones and disable this. And if you happen to be caught in that period where you put in an AT&T SIM card, it's locked AT&T and they've disabled it. Now there's no way to unlock your AT&T phone. The safer way, in my opinion, is just to put in your T-Mobile SIM card and message T-Force. I know not everyone has Twitter or wants to do the whole Twitter dance of requesting your unlock that way, but it's really not that hard. I literally only use Twitter to message companies at this point. And with T-Force, you just need to give them a reasonable sounding justification for why you want the unlock early. T-Mobile will unlock automatically after 40 days of service, but if you just got the phone and you want to immediately put it on Swapper because you're not trying to use it, well, you want that unlock sooner. And you don't necessarily want to keep T-Mobile service for 40 days, which would require two months worth of payment. So for me, I've requested unlocks twice now on three different phones through T-Force. They were all successfully granted. The first time I said my T-Mobile service in my area wasn't good and I wanted to try out AT&T and Verizon SIM cards. They were fine with that, but I've heard that that doesn't always work. The more surefire way is to say that you're going to be out of the country and you want to use a local SIM card. And to be extra secure, you should say it's a country that doesn't have T-Mobile service. So T-Mobile has like a little map checker where you can see what international rates, etc. are covered by T-Mobile. And actually, T-Mobile covers you in a lot of different countries, but there are some niche countries where T-Mobile doesn't have coverage internationally. And so just use one of those countries. For example, I said I was visiting Nepal, which doesn't have T-Mobile coverage there. I'm surprised T-Mobile hasn't built a tower on uh, Mount Everest, but they do not. And so I messaged and just said, hey, I'm going to be on vacation in Nepal and I wanted to be able to use a local SIM card. Could you unlock these phones? I actually messed up a little bit there because I was anxious to put these phones on Swappa while the prices were above retail. And so I messaged them, I think the day after I had gotten these phones from Best Buy and activated them. And they had trouble finding my IMEI number in their unlock system. And so it took about a day before another agent was finally able to see my phones and be able to unlock it. So I would recommend waiting two, three, maybe four days before you message T-Force so that they can see these new phones and easily submit that unlock request. I actually messed up in a couple different ways when I was doing this Best Buy trade-in offer because when I submitted my trade-in for the iPhone 12 mini, it was on a Saturday and the trade-in offer price had reduced to $600. And I was like, that's fine. You know, it was pretty close to $630. But then when I checked on Sunday, the very next day, it had moved back to $630. And so, okay, well, I'd obviously rather get $630 for it instead. So I canceled my order and attempted to submit a new order. The issue that I didn't know at the time is once you successfully place an order on Best Buy, for an upgrade to an existing one of your T-Mobile lines, that line is essentially blocked or tagged in their system as, hey, you've requested an upgrade on it. After you cancel an order, that tag or block never gets removed. So when I was trying to place another order on that same line, I kept getting the error message that, hey, you already have an existing order for this line, even though I'd already canceled that order. And I kept checking over the period of almost a week And that error message never went away. So their system just never updated to account for the fact that I had canceled that order. 
So ultimately, I had to go in person to a Best Buy to start the order from beginning to end. And the Best Buy T-Mobile rep had no issues doing it. So it was just an online issue. But then you can't reserve that iPhone ahead of time. And stock was so low that it was kind of risky to then have to go to a Best Buy and hope that no one had bought the one iPhone they had before me. Another mistake I made was not putting in the extra effort to just go out and get the iPhone 13 Pro Max, which was available at a Best Buy that was like 20 miles further. So probably would have taken me an extra hour to get those. And it was a mistake because at the time when I was buying these phones, Swappa had iPhone 13 Pro and iPhone 13 Pro Maxes going for above retail. So I thought not really a big difference either way. But deep down, I knew that the iPhone 13 Pro Max was the one that was really hard to come by and was going for even more above retail than the iPhone 13 Pro. And that came back to bite me because when I eventually sold it about a week or two later, so this was actually only a few days ago, the iPhone 13 Pro had gone below retail. And so I ended up selling that for about $30 below retail, which kind of sucks because you have to pay swap fees, PayPal fees. And so all of that combined together ended up reducing my profit by quite a bit. Essentially on two iPhone 13 Pros that I sold, I ended up making about $310 total instead of the five $600 that I was expecting. And honestly, I don't necessarily think that $310 was worth the effort of purchasing an iPhone 12 mini, trading in an iPhone SE, trading the iPhone mini in and then listing everything on Swapper and then checking Swapper and then shipping the Swapper stuff out to this person. And so, yeah, overall, I would probably only do this Best Buy trade-in at this point if I could get my hands on an iPhone 13 Pro Max. Because as of right now, that's still going for above retail. So if I had bought those iPhone 13 Pro Maxes, I would have made $500 to $600. But instead, it ended up being about $300. But, you know, that's sort of the risk you take with anything resale related is that the prices do fluctuate. And so as much as possible, you want to try and insulate yourself from those fluctuations by ideally paying less for the phone in the first place and then trying to buy the models you feel have the most potential to retain their value. That's probably a good segue into Swapper, because if you got the phones from Costco and you paid 5 or 10% less, that's already going to help offset the fees, even if you are getting an iPhone 13 Pro that sells for a little bit below retail. But whether you got them from Best Buy or you got them from Costco, selling them on Swapper is a generally pretty nice experience compared to eBay, if nothing else, because the fees are lower. Whereas eBay charges listing fees and like a percentage of your sale as a fee, Swappa is flat rate and tiered. I think I paid a $25 fee to Swappa for selling one of the iPhone 13 Pros because it was under $1,000 and one that was sold for over $1,000 because it was the 256 gigabyte model, I paid a $35 fee. So way less than eBay, but you do still have to pay PayPal fees. PayPal charges, I think, 3.5% of the total value of the purchase. So if you sell something for $1,000, they'll charge $35. But if the buyer has an international PayPal account, it's an additional 1.5%. So it ends up being 5%. And so that's something new that I learned because my buyer this time had an international PayPal account. And there's no way of really knowing that unless you ask them or you see it after you've already finalized the purchase. And I guess that's something that's actually pretty common on Swapper, where a lot of the buyers are international, where they're essentially buying these phones so that they can then sell them for a profit in international markets where iPhones are kind of hard to come by. 
Oftentimes with these buyers, they'll leave a comment asking if freight forwarding is okay, because essentially what they do is they'll have you ship to a freight forwarder who then reships these packages internationally for them. For the most part, I wouldn't really worry about freight forwarding. I mean, these guys are reselling phones. And so generally, they actually tend to be pretty reliable. And PayPal will cover your order as soon as it arrives at the facility that you're shipping to. So you're protected on that end. And then I also tend to buy insurance as well. When I ship a package, it's not that expensive. I use PirateShip.com. But PayPal, I think, also has uh, a shipping integration service. They all go through USPS or UPS anyway. And the insurance for $2,000 worth of iPhones was only $16 more than I paid for shipping. It was going to be $10 to ship it. And instead, it cost $26. And it was two-day priority mail shipping. So I was actually pretty surprised at how cheap that whole thing was. Um, But worth getting insurance just in case when you're shipping things of uh, such high dollar value. But this is where things get kind of interesting because the person who bought my iPhones, he ended up buying both of them. He messaged me after buying them being like, hey, if you have trouble with that address, you can type it as 479 Sycamore Avenue. But the way he had it listed on Swappa and on PayPal was in reverse with a lot of periods and spaces, a pretty strange format. And you can probably kind of see where I'm going with this. It was essentially what I was thinking before where... There's a way to butcher these addresses enough that they don't pass USPS address validation anymore. But someone who's actually delivering these can look at it and be like, oh, well, of course, that's going to 489 Sycamore Avenue. And the reason I think his address was formatted that way is because he's an international reseller and he's having these items be shipped to a freight forwarder which caters to international resellers. So all these resellers trying to go on Dell.com to buy a laptop and have it shipped to that freight forwarder are going to run into the same issues that I ran into, which is Dell auto-canceling everything because they don't want 10,000 laptops being shipped to one address. However, he seems to have figured out how to butcher his address in a way that can bypass the address check and through just a sheer coincidence and confluence of events, I happened to be wondering like a month ago how to go about doing it. And uh, he bought my iPhones. So I'm kind of excited to try this formatting on BFMR just to see what happens. So yeah, even though I didn't end up making that much money from selling these iPhones, like about $300, I think it was still ultimately worth it just to see a real high volume iPhone reseller at work and how he goes about getting past address verifications and hopefully it can be generally applied to uh, some of these other online retailers too. But yeah, if you're curious about exactly how it's formatted, I'll pop it up on the dailychurnpodcast.com. I'll probably put it behind like a, a members only section. It's free to sign up and everything, but that way it doesn't get like indexed on Google or anything just in case this is a reseller trade secret. But if you try it out, let me know. I'm curious to hear if uh, this kind of a method works for doing deals on BFMR. Lastly, we have Visible, their $200 MasterCard offer along with a free pair of AirPods Pro for buying an iPhone 13. So that offer has been around for a little while now. It was for, they had it before Black Friday, during Black Friday. Now I guess it's just part of their Christmas sale. This is a nice one because if all the other previous offers I mentioned earlier sounded like it was way too much effort and work and you just wanted an iPhone, 
for a discounted price, this is definitely the easy mode way of doing it because you're probably not going to make much money reselling it. However, for personal use, that's a pretty good discount, like $200 plus a $250 pair of AirPods Pro. And then on top of that, you are paying $25 a month or $15 a month if you have the Amex Business Platinum for visible service. So all in all, I think in terms of just getting an iPhone and then being on an unlimited plan, Visible is by far the easiest, I think, best option there is out there. And you avoid having to do all this Costco T-Mobile stuff. The thing with Visible, though, in order to qualify for that $200 MasterCard, you do need to port in a phone number. And that number has to be from a carrier that's on their list of approved carriers for their promotional offers. And they don't put all carriers on there, especially some of the really discounted small MVNO carriers, those aren't on the list like Tello and Freedom Pop. And so the way to get around that though is to port your number into one of the carriers that are eligible or just get a new number with one of those carriers. So the trick here is to do that as cheaply as possible. And so I'd mentioned in a previous episode, there's Ting SIM cards, T-I-N-G, that are being sold at Target and Best Buy for a dollar. And that will get you service for a month or two because it comes with like a $30 credit that you can use. And Ting is an eligible carrier, but you do have to go in store to get those. And oftentimes they're not in stock. Like when I went, there was none at Best Buy. There was only two at Target. So an offer that just popped up is Boost Mobile on Slick Deals is offering $1 Boost Mobile SIM cards, which will get you a month of Boost Mobile service for a dollar or like $2 after taxes and fees. And that's great because Boost Mobile is one of the eligible port-in carriers for visible promotions. So what I just did earlier today was buy a couple of those SIM cards for about four bucks because those SIM cards are just great generally to keep around. You have until 2024 to use them. And oftentimes you'll see offers not just with visible, but with like Cricket or Mint where the offer requires you to port a number in. So while you can get a Google Voice number for free, oftentimes Google Voice numbers are not eligible for some of these port-in promotions. And so being able to activate the phone number from a real carrier like Boost Mobile, just a nice thing to have in your sock drawer when one of these promotions come around. In my case, I currently have a cell phone on Tello and I was thinking I would switch over to Mint because Mint also has a pretty good offer right now for six months of service for $45. And each month you get four gigabytes of data. So it ends up being $7.50 a month for four gigs of data, which is really good. However, I was thinking about moving to Visible just because of the Amex Platinum credits. But of course, Tello is excluded from all of the port-in promotions. Like Visible has a $50 bring your own device promo. Tello would not get that. So my plan is just to port my Tello number over into Boost for a month and then move from Boost into Visible and then qualify for the BYOD promotion on Visible. Alternatively, if you just want a place that you're able to park your number for a month while you're switching between other deals with other MVNOs, again, nice to just have that dollar SIM card around. So a lot of different ways you can play it, but generally just a useful cell phone churning tool to having a toolbox. All right, I'm going to cut myself off here with the cell phone talk because I'm realizing that I can probably just talk about cell phones and cell phone deals indefinitely for some reason. So I'll stop it here. Hopefully, if you're doing these deals, you'll find some of this stuff useful. Hopefully, some of these deals are still around. I know the Best Buy one still is, as well as the Costco ones when I recorded this, but they tend to keep getting extended week by week. But we are also approaching the end of the year. So 
you know, definitely check Slick Deals. I'll post links to everything on the dailychurnpodcast.com. As always, if you want to support the podcast, I have my referral links up there. If you decide to go sign up with Visible, you can get the first month for $5 and I'll also get a month for $5. So that's nice. Otherwise, I will see you guys in a couple weeks after the new year. I think for the December recap, I'm probably going to do a full 2021 recap instead. So that should be interesting just to see how everything tallied up. But yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays and Happy New Year. See you guys.